All right, we ready to get this show started? Let's do it.
Welcome to the bowels of Spiky Ball Studios. We're live from the Dutch Hall. Here's your host, it's your two-time two President's Club Award winner. It's Pete Van Dyke, folks. Hey. Actually, a legit, a legit applause, Paul. That's one yeah. of the first times right. we ever did. You know what I think? I think it's because we have the greatest band in Canadian late night history. Fuck yeah. Said he just throws his sticks and runs out into the crowd. <laughs> but you girls were supposed to scream and get Kevin, you know? Trey, yeah, yeah. Trey Cool. Yeah, Trey Cool. That's a good call, Tyler. Trey Cool. Uh, Dave, you purposely didn't get a seat for yourself today. And I, because you said you wanted to roam, you wanted to roam free. Yeah, you did not want to sit down. We've got so many guests tonight in a great studio audience. I feel like going out to mingle. Just see what's going on out there. Well, guys, in the studio audience, for those of you who stuck around after Fight Stories to stay for live from the Dutch Hall, I want to thank you. And your reward for tonight is that you get to mingle during the show with one of the genuine members of the Nocturnal Emissions, Dave the Rooster Charters. Yeah. Wowie wooey. That is a prize. This Look is going this. to be an excellent show for everyone. We now... We also want to thank everyone who uh, came uh, for live for the Dutch Hall. Uh, to, you know, got there early for fight stories. <laughs> I thought we had a good crowd. It turns out it's just a fucking band it's and their wives. Big band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big band. It, we, they all really enjoyed it, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've watched. I've watched a lot of uh, interviews with my brother-in-law Ryan Vandenbush before, and that was one of the best ones I've ever seen. Paul, my brother. Yeah. Who doesn't, he, he, he doesn't know reason to 
blow smoke up either of your two asses right. at all, right? I mean, Paul? I'm pretty cool. But you can give two shits about John Moses, is that correct? I, I don't know him for sure. everybody. <laughs> Every, he doesn't know him from Adam. Like everybody in the room. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to live an honest life, building a few houses, right? Yes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not looking. You're not looking. Scouring the internet for the comedy stylings of John Moses, but you oh, should be. I should be. I'm excited to meet I, your brother after the stories you told me about you kicking his ass. Oh, yeah, it's true. Before yeah. the show, that is true. Before puberty. <laughs> All before puberty. That is true. All before We're puberty. Caveats on that shit. Now, I, I, I want to, before we, get, before we get too deep into the show, I want to just introduce our, the people we're talking to in some more detail. Yes. We have John Moses and Tyler Morrison. They are the hosts of Fights, the, the Fight Stories podcast. Yeah. Now, we just recorded one in, uh, in Spiky Ball Studios, but you guys have been all over the place, like getting some pretty like, high-caliber yes. high guests on your show, yeah. you know, and some really cool stories you've been able to tell. Yeah, so Ryan, you know, obviously was a good one for us today, but we were in, uh, we were all over New England, running around collecting, uh, collecting fight stories. We got former uh, middleweight champ, five-time champion, Vinny Paz, who was a uh, complete lunatic, <laughs> and, but, a, but, a, but also a good interview. We've Great got, guy. Yeah, we got some uh, former UFC champions. We've got some big, like, big name comics, Artie Lang. Did Ken an Shamrock. Ken for, Shamrock from the UFC. But then we got some really great episodes from guys. Um, you had like the guy from the Chappelle show too, didn't you, on your show? Don yeah, Donald Rollins. Yeah. yeah. He was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we just got some like really good episodes from fucking nobodies. Yeah. You know, and those ones sometimes are just fucking great. Like some of the best episodes. There, there's some, some, some of these episodes are like riveting to us. Like when we, the first episodes that we did... There is a guy uh, named Rob Driscoll, who's the two-time Canadian kickboxing two champion. Two times. Two times. <laughs> and like, I think what was he like? He was like training a guy, and uh, the guy got hurt, so he stepped in and won the whole tournament, and then defended it. And like, but he's also a comedy magician. He <laughs> <laughs> so, shows up to kids' parties in fucking makeup. Yeah, he's, he's such he's, a sweetheart. He's doing balloon animals, but he could snap your neck. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. just it, you know? It used to be, like, when you were younger, like, I'm just saying, like, my prime fighting years would have been, uh, I would say, probably late 80s, mid 90s, you know? Yes. That's when you'd be fighting, right? That's when your bones are rubbery. You can still bounce back, <laughs> right? Like that's like because I would have been like in my high school, college years. Yeah, that's yep. kind of when you fight. Because then you get a mortgage, and then you just don't want to fight anymore. Because you're like, hey, if I get fucking too beat oh, yeah. up, I, I miss work. Oh and my stuff. god. <laughs> I live in the, I live in the states, so if you get in a fucking fight, you also have to do a copay. You yeah, know, yeah. You, know, you don't just wander into the ER. You got to start thinking in terms of dollars. Like these stitches are going to cost me a couple grand. I yeah. packed it. In, I packed it in at twenty three. So yeah, that's when your last fight was twenty three. Oh, probably yeah. Like how old were you with your first real fight? Like ten, where I like hurt someone. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah? Where, like yeah, like where parents had to come into the school. And you're uh, like, uh, what did you say your record was? If you had to guess, I mean. It's pretty good. I don't know. I never, I never caught the fucking beat, and I deserved is what happened. <laughs> All right, Tyler. I know you for a bit. All right. There's a couple guys. So we were talking about it before. <laughs> I got whipped by this guy, Ricky Bogatek, one of my good buddies. 
and we got into a fight <laughs> over uh, one of your good buddies. Oh yeah, no, ever. like one of my best friends ever. <laughs> but we got into a fight one night. We were drinking rye, and everyone got stupid. And uh, uh, Queen, another one bites the dust, was playing, and he hates that song. And I cranked it up and was screaming it in his face, and he just grabbed me right by the throat. And choke slam me <laughs> right to the ground, and that was like, if you've ever been like just grabbed by a, a man and thrown to the ground with one hand and just owned, it really fucks with your conscience. <laughs> yeah. like you gotta like, you gotta like l- reevaluate your shit. <laughs> hey, where's Charters? Is he mingling in the crowd right now? Snacking. He's snacking back there. He's snacking. left the fucking room. I'm sorry. I had a question for him because I had the story. Me and Charters, we went to high school together, right? Uh-huh. We went, and uh, one time, there's this big bruiser in high school. He was a kind of a cock, right? Like a bully, you know? And he was dating this hot chick, and, and she was, like, way too good for him, you know? And we all, like, uh, just didn't like this dude, right? He was a real douche, you know? <laughs> Football player. Like, everything's going well for him. Nothing's going well for me, you know? Like, I don't like him. I hate him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're in the, we had to do swimming as part of our phys ed. So we go to the... And he's got a big old dick on top of it all. No, dude. That's the thing. He's got a shamrock Uh, tattoo beside a little fucking tiny dick. Remember that, Charters? Remember that, dude? From high, from high school? Remember that? And me and you were like, all of a sudden, we're like, we own this guy, right? Because we know he's got a small dick. Like, you can't come back from that. I know your dick is, like, ridiculously small. Like, no matter how much you want to bully me now. <laughs> no matter how many of my teeth you knock out, you yeah, yeah. change your dick. you got a fucking tiny little dick. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's I wish why I could say his name because I hated that cock. That's why hey, I think Charters? the fucking Facebook dude could win an election in the United States if he wanted to run because he's got everybody's dick pics yeah. <laughs> and everybody's fucking vaginas from private messages. And they'll just be like, you want me to release these to the world or are you going to fucking elect me? Oh, man. Zuckerberg. That's why I, I think st- everybody That's should... why I stopped swimming. <laughs> I think the only way to beat Zuckerberg is for everyone to agree to show a... each other their dicks. Yeah. yeah. Take a picture and put care. it out there and then yeah. you can look up anyone in the world and see their genitals. That's yeah, profile pic. Yeah. yeah. It has to be. Your profile pic has to be your genitals. <laughs> yeah. On your birthday. It's new Facebook. <laughs> yeah. That should, that's the only way to make <laughs> On it. On your birthday, it goes out To, to take the power away from Zuckerberg. It's called Facebook. <laughs> it's called Facebook. We got to take it back. It's going to be called um, more, it's going to be called, um, uh, well, I think it has to be g- gender neutral, right? So. Uh, Everything bi- does. Bikini, bikini area book? <laughs> no. How about um, um, junk book? Junk, junk book. book. Oh, that's a good one. Junk book. Well, that's ball. really giving the women no credit at all for their vagina <laughs> pics. <laughs> Just junk. junk? Well, there, there's some I, junky vaginas out there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's much harder to get a woman to agree to send her a vagina than it is for a guy to send his dick. Like a dick is just. Just soars out there. The tits are always the first step. I heard. I've been married a long time, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I honestly have no use for a tit pick. Really? Yeah. To me, go. I want to see the vagina. I want to yep. see what I'm going to be spending my time with. You know what I mean? Yep. Let's I want to know. Like, I don't care about the tits. You know, like uh, any way they are. You know, they're meant to pleasure the woman. You know, doesn't the one self-lubricating orifice that's for me is the vagina. I'd like to see a picture of it. Well, you know, the butt can I have certain taste. <laughs> <laughs> see what's doing down there. Yeah. 
All I right. want to see is it an in here or an Audi? <laughs> I have a certain opinion <laughs> of that. <laughs> I like good, to see what I'm dealing with. Good I don't thing think it's those wife night here at Live for the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. I think one of those front bum vaginas is is hiding something. I think it's too sneaky. Mm-hmm. Is Ryan still here? Here he is. Do you want to you want to come up for the end? We're gonna play a game at the end, and I do want to tell one story about you with Sidney Crosby. But you can, well, you can sit there if you want for a while. Is that okay? <laughs> okay, we're gonna keep doing that then. Because we also have to get to a segment at some point in the show called Feedback. <laughs> so, you guys started a f- podcast about fighting. Yeah. And you, and you uh, um, so you must have some fascination with it, you know? Like at some point in time, oh, yeah. it must have been more than just uh, like a passing fancy, you guys actually took an interest in it. Like it well, was I've, I've probably been at about like 25 bar brawls with a record of about 12 and 13. <laughs> oh. So I was going to like, and I've like told some of the stories sparingly on stage. And then I was just telling Tyler one day, I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm sick of fucking trying to bury this guy. I'm just going to start telling all the stories. And I'm going to do like a one-man show yeah. called Fight Stories. And he was like, dude, we should just do a fucking podcast about it. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah, because like we, we did a podcast, uh, myself, Tom O'Donnell, and Jared Campbell called Rude Dudes. And like the best part of that podcast was when the Great fight show. stories would come out. And right. Like, like, so like all these things are happening. And like uh, we had uh, Terry Ryan, the NHL player. Oh, yeah. Uh, Terry Ryan came on. He like really he, like. He's, he's a weapon. He's such a great storyteller. Right. And he blew our minds. And then, uh, and then John like you know told me that. And like John, you know, he came on the on on Rude Dudes, and we were all just just jamming. It was like it was just like totally like it made sense because right. like John and I get along so good. We just had that chemistry. I'm like, well, we could do this as its own thing. And uh, and and obviously he was like you know planning on doing that with his own uh, with his album so right. it, just, it just came into fruition you know I'm like and then we and we have so much fun like running around and like talking yeah. about the shit with other people and the finding psychology out there's of it is right. so intriguing to us that like you know and, and and then to hear the stories that like like a guy like Ryan Vandenbush or uh, you know who else like you know just guys uh, like Ken Shamrock we had uh, like he's a UFC champion. But he's telling us about beating people up in traffic, like road right, rage. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> this, this stuff like blows our mind. You know, the the, the, the stories that you just don't hear. So every here's day. a good here's a good uh, story. I wouldn't even say it was like a real fight story. But one day after a mic, I was doing shows. This is in Toronto, 15 <laughs> years ago at this place called the uh, Einsteins. Oh God, that's oh, where I, I that's that where I started yeah. right. doing comedy. We missed each other by what like a fucking year? probably six months. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, that's a painful memory for everyone. John uh, moved to <laughs> New York when I started comedy uh, 17 years ago. He moved like right before I started. So like. And we came up in the same crew of like douchebags. <laughs> right. So one of the douchebags. <laughs> so we go from Einstein's to the bar next door. I'm going with this guy Rob Clifford. Since oh. then, <laughs> Rob Clifford has uh, progressed into rape. <laughs> wow. And uh, we've he lost touch. We're not as close <laughs> as we were. <once, laughs> so Robbie's in. He's he's done some jail time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was like he was fucking running around doing comedy. You know, he was. Fucking getting on stage at as, Yucks. As shitty time. of a person as he turned out to be, like right. people, you can't. You, What's you, he look like? Like a like he saw a fucking murder. He looks like he looks <laughs> like like 
Dexter, but not good looking. Yeah, well, like Dexter, like Dexter. If you cross Dexter with a rat, <laughs> <laughs> like that's what he looks like. Yeah, so um, but, but but Rob Clifford, let's say this. Okay, a lot of people want to take away that he was like they, they try and say he wasn't a good comic. He was a good comic. That's the fucking thing. Right. These people who are bad. If people, he just would have focused on comedy yeah. more, he could have probably willingly had <laughs> bad sex people with some of these ladies. Can be good at other <laughs> shit. Is all I'm saying. Like anyway. So so, so anyway, we're we're going to this place. We go to the bar next door to Einstein's. It's completely empty. I don't realize at the time it's a gay bar. So I'm just sitting there having a drink, just kind of, you know. I hate when that happens. Fucking to me. great music <laughs> at gay bars. I'm really <laughs> in. I'm really into electronic Dance. music. Hey, I, I gotta tell you, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt your story, but Kev, Kev Blanche, the French tickler, our, yeah. our drummer, who's like, he's under so much stress today, but he yeah. told me a tip. He says that he doesn't feel comfortable approaching women, yeah. but he has gay friends, and so they would take him to gay clubs. And then they would all be on the, the gay guys would be on the dance floor yeah. getting the girls, and then they would they would make friends with the gay guy, and then say, "Hey, do you have any straight friends?" And they'd say, "Yeah, the French tickler's right over there." What the a fucking, fucking move. French tickler! <laughs> Isn't that a move, man? Yeah. Hey, Kev. Oh, yeah. True. Gay oh, <laughs> endorsed by the tickler. Gay proxy. Yeah. That's great. He, his mom watches the show too right now. She's watching right now. <laughs> hey, Jane, can That's you go upstairs and get her? Kev's got game. So me and Clifford, we're in this gay bar. It's empty. And then, you know, I look up and there's a gay guy starting to dance on me. And I'm pretty drunk at this point. So I think in my head, that wasn't the worst. And then, uh, <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, I think it would be funny if I picked this guy up and pretended to body slam him, right? <laughs> so I'm hoisting this guy up all of a sudden. And then he starts freaking out. And then all of a sudden his friends run over and push me. And I fall backwards with him on my chest through a glass table. So I'm laying there on the ground, <laughs> back full of glass, fucking gay guy wiggling on my chest trying to get off of me. <laughs> and then Rob the Rapist is looking at me like I'm the fucking weirdo. <laughs> I remember one time I was at a bar when I went to university, it was, I went to Guelph. And this guy came down to visit one of my friends and they're sitting in the bar, it was the it was upper, uh, called the keg in the university center, so it's on the second floor. And then uh, we're sitting there, and I'm watching. I'm sitting at my table drinking my beer, and I can look over and I can see my friend uh, getting real lippy with these like kind of like big like bruiser-looking guys who look sorority dudes. Yeah, yeah, like Call a little fraternity like, dudes. dudes. And <laughs> like they, they, these are like definitely like hippie type guys. Gabe, you know Gabe, Paul, you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. So, anyways. Gabe's mouthing off, and he's not afraid to fight. He, I don't, and and so he's he's becoming even bigger because he's got his friends visiting him from out of, from his hometown. Oh yeah. So his mouth's even bigger. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And so his best loved fucking hiding behind my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch of friends who like depending on who they travel with, you can see how mouthy they are. You yeah. know, like if they have a big enough guy that they're riding with, they're fucking so mouthy. Yeah. And we got a one cousin like that, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. He's got a really big friend. He's got a big friend, so he's got a big mouth. But it's never it's served him well over the years, so I think. So far so yeah. good. So far so good. But anyways, he uh um what was I gonna say? They were I was talking about uh the keg, the guy flipping off. Yeah, yeah. So and all of a sudden I can see my buddy, he's like fucking messing with these guys, like trying to instigate Go a to fight. Midway. And uh, his best friend that came from home goes up, and I see him out of nowhere. He takes the main antagonist, like the main guy that's going to be the one that Gabe's going to have to fight, you know? 
and uh, he just grabs him by the face and like kisses him on the lips. I love it. Like a full fucking, like as long <laughs> oh, as he wow. can hold his face against his lips, he just kisses him on the lips. And then like the guy finally pushes him away and he's shocked. He yeah. doesn't know what to fucking do, you know? Like, this isn't a move he's seen before, you know? Yeah, that's right. He's only seen aggression. He's never seen French kissing. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, anyways, uh, Pete was kicked out of the bar. He was thrown down those steps. That was what was important. That was on the second floor. <laughs> they threw Pete down the steps. And I remember when he was on the bottom of the steps, he's yelling up there. He goes, he had his tongue in my mouth. He liked it. <laughs> <laughs> he liked it. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. So uh, I want to ask you, before we get into a segment we call Feedback, we got feedback. I have to ask you guys about your first fight experience or your, uh, your uh, just your, like, your most uh, pivotable, pivot, pivot. Pivotable. Easy That's for you to say. Pivotal. Pivotal. Pivotal, pivotal fight. Pivotal, pivotal fight. Pivotal. The one that has the, is like the TSN turning point of your life. Like the one fight that was like really, really like made a difference in your life. Oh man, um, I haven't really fucking thought of it like that, man. Uh, you guys you know what? the sweater song? <laughs> so there's a couple of times where you just get fucking your head beat in so bad, like when you realize like, oh, that wasn't the end of the world. So I'm at a bar in Wasega Beach, and I'm with this guy. Who uh, a friend of mine who is who is boxing. His name was uh, Johnny Clark, and he had been boxing with his uncle, who was a trainer. His cousin was actually like a world silver medalist or something. So he's been training. He feels like he is uh, like he's on the fast track to be some sort of fucking champion himself. We get to the bar. He starts lipping off to some guy at the bar. We all we're all outside. We're kids. We're like 16, 17, and it's a bar full of men, right? So. We're outside, and one of the guys comes out who was sort of like trying to protect us because we're kids. And I'd look over, and he's on the ground just getting fucking piss pumped. Like there's a guy on top of him just pounding him, and I feel guilty because he's getting punched out because he was trying to help us out. Mm -hmm. So I walked over to the guy who was pumping him, and I just fucking nailed him. And then for the next 30 seconds, I just felt like, five guys jersey me and I just felt fists coming from every direction and I was up against a parking lot fence and I managed to fall back over the fence but I was wearing tearaways at the time oh, yeah. <laughs> so I fell over the fence and lost my pants and somehow I managed to get my fucking pants back but I couldn't put them on right I'm beat up I'm drunk <laughs> I'm just holding my pants in a ball I'm walking down the street of Wasega Beach and some fucking guy comes up, and he's walking with this girl, and he goes, look at this fucking guy. He's got no pants. <laughs> and I go, I might look like shit, but I still got enough to beat you up. <laughs> and that's when the ambulance pulled up, stopped, and I hopped in the back, and they whisked me away to the fucking hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Driving home with my face just swollen, I was like, you know what? I could get good at this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's funny. I, when the first time I got my ass kicked, and I realized all that adrenaline rushes in, and you get, like, you feel like... Like, it's, it doesn't hurt like it looks, you know? Right. Like, my face was fucked. We're like, they, they were just kicking me in it, you know? And uh, so it was, like, gross afterwards, right? But, like, I didn't feel like I looked. I've, I felt like, uh, like I was so pumped up, you know? Right. But then, uh, then after that settles down, you have a nice cry. 
have a nice cry in the mirror <laughs> where you just question all your decisions. And you go like, That's also the alcohol. <laughs> God damn it. What is this, the concussion? Is it the booze? I think it's because I was getting married in two weeks and I didn't know if these Aww. wounds would heal. <laughs> That's really the. Yeah. What? Get my ass kicked? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's true, though. There's two types of guys, right? Ones that have been punched in the face and ones that haven't been punched in the face. Yeah, but you know and what? The French tickler doesn't look any worse for it. Oh! <laughs> oh. You spot Kev as the one way. that's never been punched in the face? Have you been punched in the face? Never. Really? Never. Fucking what gorgeous. gave him away? He's gorgeous. He's go that's, he just said it. Because he's too beautiful? <laughs> yeah. The confidence to have a samurai ponytail. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's giveaway. Never been popped. And it's never for style with Kev. That, none of that's for style. He lives a life like a monk. He's oh. up in the, he just hears sounds yeah. and he like concentrates on the sounds. And I'm like, Kev, like, what about like, women and stuff and he's like no no sounds man <laughs> <laughs> fucking get into the sounds it's way deeper than that he's a real beauty you gotta watch him tonight oh yeah yeah the tickler <laughs> i still want to set him up with a lady though because i think i think he's a catch he will be but it's got to be a woman that loves sound <laughs> So pivotal, pivotal, <laughs> pivotal fight, like pivotal fight. Yeah. yeah. For me, one, I think this one's the the one for me because like I knew my dad was proud of me. It was uh, we were playing in a hockey tournament in Oshawa, and there's uh, we were like a team that was like a house league team, but somehow we ended up in a triple A tournament, and uh, we all stayed down though and played in house league. We we're all like like rep players and we should have been playing higher up but we're all pricks and we all want to get wasted together yeah <laughs> because we were like running rough shot over the good league. old boys yeah <laughs> we're, ki we're killing fun. our league they're like you guys gotta go in this tournament but it's in oshawa and there's <laughs> as punishment yeah yeah there's three <laughs> oshawa teams in this triple a tournament and they're like oh these guys are house league we're gonna put these guys against the oshawa teams they're gonna get fucking killed well First game, we end up uh, like tying the best team in the tournament. The second game, we get into a line brawl and beat the shit out of everyone on their <laughs> fucking team. Next game, uh, the whole fucking bar, or sorry, it's the uh, it's like uh, like an ice garden. So, or is that what's called? Yeah, yeah. The ice garden. So, like everyone in the bar is in the arena. They're throwing garbage ass and booing us when we come onto the ice. Like, we're the most hated team in this tournament, and I'm a goalie. So this is like, we have a, another goalie that we alternate games, you know, and because it happened to be a tournament. This wasn't my turn to play, so I'm on the bench. And our team's playing, and it gets to the, uh, the second period. Their goalie, the other team's goalie is in our end, and he's, like, talking all this shit to me, and I'm on the bench, and I'm like, I'm going to fucking kick the shit out of you, buddy. And he's giving our moms the finger in the stands. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a circus, right? He's a, he's a fat guy, right? He's a big, fat fucking kid. I'm like, dude, like, you're wearing a Mighty Ducks jersey. I'm calling him Goldberg. I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. lipping him. It gets, it gets heated. And he's, and he's making fun of, uh, I had this blocker from the 70s. It's an old brown blocker. And if you've ever, like, paid attention to goalies, those old brown blockers are so much heavier than the new shit that they have. So I wore that for a reason because it's like a cinder block on your fucking hand. I'm like, dude, you're going to find out why I wear this. You're fucking dead. <laughs> he keeps yipping, right? I'm like, no, you're fucking done. We're fighting. That's it. Well, we get a penalty 
and the play is down in their end. So what happens is uh, their goalie goes down to put the extra attacker on the ice, and uh, everyone's like focused on what's happened down on the other end, and a fight breaks out. The, they got the six on five, and the fight breaks out, and uh, no one's paying any attention to what's happening down in our end. Well, now their goalie's coming back to his to his net, but he's coming by our bench and he's talking shit. He's just yipping everyone on the way back. And I go to my friend Dan DeFebo, who's standing beside me. I go, watch this. <laughs> and I just time it perfectly. As this goalie's coming by, chirping everyone, I just go, boom, with the blocker. And I one-punch, knock him out, hit him, like, right in the jaw. Like, just snap the head back. And he's, like, twitching on the ground. It's like a bad knockout. You know when you're, like, <laughs> really you're scared? Well, I he's like, uh, I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is the best, right? <laughs> about good one. <laughs> no one fucking saw it on the ice. But like so the re- the refs didn't see it, but the fans all saw it. So shit fucking goes crazy, you know. Like the the goalie's dad comes running down to the bench, and like one of our players, who's like a really nice guy, Mark, he's trying to hold the goalie's dad like back. And I walk up, and Mark's such a nice guy, and he's a big dude too. I walk up, I throw Mark out of the way, and just start punching the goalie's dad right in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> just boom, 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 just fucking blood everywhere. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. My dad sees I'm fighting the goalie's dad. My dad comes down. My dad just starts pounding the goalie's dad. (laughs) (laughs) So we have all these dudes that we just fought in the line brawl on the other team from Oshawa. They come down, so I'm fighting them now. (laughs) And so it's just insane. So my dad and I are fighting these guys. And the the goalie's dad is getting beat up so bad by my dad. that he starts grabbing, like, kids. Like, these little girls that are, like, 10 years old. (laughs) Try to use them as human shields. (laughs) <laughs> and I see my dad just punching over top, just landing bombs on this guy's head. I'm like, you can't stop Tim Morrison. He's the fucking greatest, right? Wow. Oh, it was just a circus. We get a, like a police uh, escort out of Oshawa. It was the, uh, it was the only time my dad and I really just looked at each other like, yeah. <laughs> it's a real bonding moment. Yeah, yeah. It was tell the, him the. Uh, it was the first time anyway. No, we've we've been idiots since then. <laughs> Tell him the, uh, the men's league story. Okay, so this is one of my favorite fight stories ever in hockey, and this is one that, like, came... It's, a, like, it's not our fucking story, It wasn't story, us. It was, but it's so When funny. we start doing the podcast, we start hearing these stories. People start bringing them to us, and we're like, oh, my God. And, like, we're, like, always looking for these type of stories. Right. But this one came to us out of the blue, and it was, like, it's so funny to me. This, this guy... Uh, um, Mike Lever is his name. He's one of... The, he's uh, my uh, cousin's uncle... And this guy is, uh, my dad says Mike Lever's the toughest guy he ever rolled with, like ever. And uh, he was at a hockey tournament, and this, this, this guy that is friends with him was, was with him, and he's all, uh, he's all wasted. Uh, his, la- his name's Billy. I won't say his last name because I, d- I haven't met him yet. But uh, Billy's at this, uh, this tournament, uh, men's league tournament, and they're all staying in the hotel. All the other teams are all in the same hotel, and he gets a little wasted. And he can't find his room, and he keeps knocking on all the doors of the hotel trying to find his room. And people are like, buddy, it's not your room. You know, they're, like, getting tired of it, right? But he keeps coming around, and he knocks on this one door, and the guy's like, dude, this isn't your room. Fuck off. Fuck off, right. You know what I mean? Comes back around, like, ten minutes later, knocks on the door. He's like, buddy, if you knock on this fucking door again, I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Well, sure enough. Billy gets a little bit fucking, you know, he's still spun around. He's, he's, he's just wasted. He cannot find his room. Knocks on that door again. The door opens up. This guy opens up the door, just bang, 
knocks Billy out. Billy like doesn't knock him, but he buckles him. Billy goes down. Everyone comes in out of the room, like breaking them up, pulling the whole thing apart. And uh, and Billy's fucking, you know, he's rocked, right? So the next day, they're all in the lobby at the arena, and everyone's hanging out, you know, in the morning. It's like it's the morning, but it's a hockey tournament, right? And this guy comes in. Uh, this guy's like coming into the arena, and uh, I think yeah, he's no, he's he's coming out of the arena, like he's he's coming out of like the the dressing rooms, and the guy who uh, uh, Mike, my my uh, cousin's uh, uncle, he goes Billy. That guy right there, see that guy right there? That's the guy that fucking dropped you last night. <coughs> what are you going to do about it? He goes, oh, fuck, I'm going to fucking get him, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Billy goes and he hangs out in like the little foyer, you know, in the arena. There's always that like set of doors, yeah. that extra set of doors. So he's hanging out, waiting for this guy to come through the foyer with his hockey bag. And the guy's walking through this bag. And Billy's right there and just fucking bang, just fucking pumps him, takes him right down and just starts up the fucking lawnmower on him. He just bang, 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 bang. And he's just fucking raining bombs on him like a madman. And all he hears is this woman go, stop it, stop it. He's only got one arm. (laughs) (laughs) And he stops and he looks up and he goes, yeah, that's the fucking one he hit me with. (laughs) And then he fucking down him. Fucking Billy. <laughs> what a guy. So we're hoping he'll be on Fight Stories Season 3. <laughs> Equal opportunity. <laughs> my best fight story I ever heard that wasn't from uh, like myself, but I heard from somebody else, was uh, this guy I tree planted with. He was a little wiry guy, also a goaltender. Oh, yeah. Play, uh, his name was Todd Clark. And he lived up in Sault Ste. Marie, Todsky. which, which uh, there's a lot of uh, natives up there. This guy was like 135 pounds soaking wet. Like he was just yeah. a little tiny wiry guy, but he, he wasn't afraid of anybody. He would fight anyone he met. He loved it. Like Tyler here seems like he has a lot of enjoyment. Like his fight stories make him happy, you know? Yeah. He got in a fight with somebody. He gets like a, a super happy. You seem like you have more trauma with your fight story. Because his, his are usually like alcohol related. That like it wasn't like the hazy. Like a good like the real John no, Moses. No, the no, good no. John Moses isn't. I mean, you'd love a fucking. I'd wake up in the morning <laughs> and my jaw would be sore, and then people would start phoning, and the, the night would start to piece together, and I'd be like, "Tell me more. What the fuck yeah, happened yeah. next? I would love it, you know." But but your your fights usually start from like you being a problem with drinking. Like my fights were like I'd like had to like sort something out, and I felt good that if I did okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I, I mean. At first, definitely drink, but then you start to get in so many fucking fights, it just becomes a norm. Like, you know, it's not a precursor. The last fight I was in was, you know, a couple of years ago. I've been sober for fucking 13 years. It was with another comic. Oh, can you tell that story? I love oh, it. Oh, yeah, I love it. You got to hear this, this, yeah. this fucking fight. All right, so I'm in Hartford. I, did, I didn't hear this until today, and it so, made me laugh. So, so I'm in Hartford, and uh, <laughs> I'm hosting this mic, and a buddy of mine, his, his name is Grimes. Grimes. And... Uh, we're buddies, but we're starting to fall out because, uh, you know, I, I don't drink anymore. And, you know, he's he's got a fucking he's got a feeling about it. So he says that I stole a fucking joke of his. And you know what the line was? It wasn't even a joke. It was like more of a tag that was similar. If he would have just came to me with it, I would have went, oh, you know what? I won't do the fucking bit. But right. instead, he goes around for like a month. and He's like, John Moses is a fucking joke thief. When I see him, I'm going to knock him out. Right. And I just I didn't believe it. I mean, A, we were friends and B. 
he had threatened other people before and never fucking delivered. He used to threaten this guy called Dan the Librarian. There was this comic <laughs> called Dan the Librarian. If you're not going to fucking fight the librarian, why are you going to fight me? You know I know how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't see him for like a month. And then my buddy, another friend, says, hey, man, he's really mad. When he sees you, he's going to fight you. And I'm like, no fucking way. He goes, no, no, he's going to. So I'm driving up to this mic. I see him outside. I'm like, all right, I'm hosting it. When I see him, I'll talk to him. So in my mind, I've already parked. I'm walking around the corner. In my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to say to him, do you want to fight or do you want to go on stage? Because if you want to get on stage, we just got to talk, right? So I, I round the corner, and he's already got his fucking hands up. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing, dude? So he comes at me, and I grab his hands, and I just fucking push them down. And uh, he comes back up, and he gets at me again. <laughs> and this time I grab his hands, and he tries to headbutt me. But I backed up. And he hit my chest, and then I pushed him down, and security got on top of him, right? So he gets up, and the security's like, okay, you inside, and you fucking stay out here. So he's outside, and for 10 minutes, he's like, John Moses, you fucking joke thief. The reason why you left Canada is because they kicked you out, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> 10 minutes of this is just going on. And then finally, at one point, he goes, John Moses, you ugly fuck. <laughs> the only reason you do comedy is to get pussy. And I was so mad, but I was like, well, that's kind of right. Like, I could even see <laughs> yeah. through my anger that he had a point, right? That's a good point. <laughs> so then finally, the fucking bouncers let their guard down. And that's when this guy sees his fucking moment, right? And he pushes right past the bouncer and is running clean at me. And I just fucking kicked him right in the face. Like, before he had a chance <laughs> to get close, I just went, you know, gave him a nice fucking front kick right over his chin. And then I got on top of him, and I was fucking popping him. But I was mostly getting the top of his head. And uh, another, a bouncer comes and grabs my arm. But it's a lady bouncer, so she's not stopping it, right? right. <laughs> no offense, girls. But uh, so, and I'm, I'm like, if I keep hitting this guy, I'm going to elbow her in the face and then I'm going to have to fucking fight the bouncers, right? So I said, oh, I'll just yeah. stop. But before I let him up, I ripped the shirt off of his back. So now he's sitting there, like, beat up with no shirt, still fucking talking shit, right? He's like, John Moses, that kick didn't hurt. You didn't even fucking <laughs> kick him. <laughs> and then, and the bouncer the goes, no, dude, he kicked you right in the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, the fact that that guy didn't give up, man. Yeah. I like that. He left me messages on the way home. He's like, I, I picked up the phone. It's like, bleep. John Moses, you fucking faggot, right? Yeah. I've still got the messages at home. I'm going to put them on the end of an episode one time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my buddy, my buddy the same guy, Gabe, again, he was he got beat up by these hockey players, like I think like six or seven times up in Huntsville one night. And uh, he just kept getting beat up because he wouldn't accept the fact that he lost. Right. Huntsville, but he Huntsville's totally right lost every though. single time. <laughs> and they just kept beating him up worse every time. But he kept getting up and being mouthier. Like, yeah. And yeah. it's like a, you get to a certain point where you're like, I'm fucked. I, what more can you, how much and, worse can you be? At some me? point, the guy's beating you up. People are like, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. Know, let's just go home. But I always like watching a guy that won't stay down, you know? Like one of those stories where the guy's getting punched and he just keeps getting up and taking another punch. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, my God. That's, that's like comedy. That's <laughs> you know, true. Yeah. There's a few of them so still doing it. You should stop. You know, <laughs> but somehow. So many dudes still doing it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But if they got good fight stories, we'll have them on our podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't care if you stink. Yeah. All right, guys. So we just have to do one thing called yeah. a segment we call a feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> and then we're going to invite Ryan Vanbush up here to play our game to end the show, uh, which is basically a tournament where we take all a uh, bunch of uh, well-known celebrities and we put them in a bracket. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mash them up against each other. See who's the toughest guy in in the in the world, really, or in Hollywood at least. So uh, before we get, I think we should do feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. This week's segment is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Amazon. If you'd like to go to Live from the Dutch Hall's website and click on our Amazon banner, you can do all your shopping, and that evil, rich, bald fucking guy doesn't get the money. We do. And it's a real nice Ooh. treat, because we spend it on fun stuff in this church playhouse we call Spiky Ball Studio. <laughs> so, like, help us instead of that guy. Yeah, we're not going to, like, on. send drones to take pictures of you when you're diddling your tweeter in the backyard, right? Is that what he's doing? Sounds like it. Well, it's a Dutch Hall fact now. It is. Isn't it? It's known. And also, we have to mention our uh, sponsors at Norpac. The beef people. And the... Uh, you killed it, Paul. Yes. I don't even know if I want to do that again because that was the fucking ad those guys have been dreaming about, man. <laughs> I am not going to do it again. You killed it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Hey, you know what? You back. This is a. We're coming up to harvest time. I see the tobacco out there, Michael. Mm -hmm. It looks fucking beautiful. It's getting there. Yeah, you're gonna have to start taking off the bottoms of those things soon. You know who that's gonna create problems for? Your Army Electric. <laughs> They're gonna have to be dealing with you and uh, and people like you with your problems. Yeah, real problems. Yeah, that's my cousin Derek. He's got a family of four. Maybe you should think about his needs and stuff like that and not call him about your stupid flicker and hydro that might burn your house down, old lady. <laughs> Yarmy Electric. If we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time, <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. Brought to you by Clean Flow. <laughs> and also, our last sponsor of the evening, we are coming. If we're in the dog days of summer, you know what? You want to go to summer vacation? Why would you waste your time on summer vacation with your friends and family? They are horrible bores. Pear-shaped losers, even. They are no fun whatsoever. You know what? If you're going to spend your hard-earned money on a vacation, why don't you throw in an extra $100 of cold hard cash to Van Dyke Party Services, and we're going to send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins with bright yellow jackets, or as enough as we have been supplied by Clean Flow. <laughs> Could use a few more. And I'll tell you, it's only going to cost you that $100 of cold hard cash, plus all of our expenses, which I'm going to have to tell you, they're going to be dear. But if you're not 100% uh, satisfied, those expenses, uh, we'll give you those $100 right back. But those expenses run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Also brought to you by Clean Flow. Yeah, Good Dave, job, you did Dave. It. You did it. You didn't even do it. Steve did it. You wrote that. But Dave wrote I wrote it for Steve. Oh, you wrote it for Steve. Oh, I'm sorry. My Some, mistake. Sometimes there's harmony. God damn it. You know, they're the only ones that really give us money for this show. And you've mailed it in for them. I'm disappointed. So we get feedback from our listeners every week. We ask them to do it on socials and live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com. And this week's no exception. You know who gave us uh, feedback this week? Who's that, French Peter? Tickler's mama. No. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're probably pretty accurate. She always does because she's one of her, she's our, probably our greatest listener. She's in definitely in contention for number one listener right now, or a viewer, I'd Listener call of the year, even. Maybe. This might be her year. You know, this is episode 292. Who was We're listener eight, of last year? 
I don't know. Two years ago was Ryan Vandenbush. Oh, so it was Bushy two years ago. Okay. Maybe even three years ago that Ryan was the listener of the year. But you know, he could never get listener Jeez. of the week. The guy was always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <laughs> but he did get listener of the year, which we really were happy to do. And he also judged the mustache contest with our director, Tyler Shazma. Yeah, Charters that? thinks it was rigged. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later, Ryan. Charters, your mustache. I'm pretty sure it was fixed. Whatever. Good shit. Man. Excellent judge. Mike, Mike right now has just been busy for a couple hours. That's what he's got growing <laughs> on his like, lip. You've I like, shaved this morning. I've been growing this since high school. Well, you're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a disgrace. So anyways, we just have to go to Kevin Van Dungeon. Kevin Van Dungeon, he uh, gave us some feedback. He says, hey. he says, hey, boys. First, let me say I can't wait until the parade in Burford. Shooting at the Pope Mobile will Jesus be like trying Christ. to hit the ball collector at the driving range. <laughs> I'd also like to say charters should be recognized for correctly pointing out that the Pope was Polish and not Asian. Yeah, yeah. I know my facts. Yes, thank you. Was it, what, what was that regard <laughs> to? I love uh, Dave. I wish I could say that, but yeah. I don't want to jeopardize his employment, so Thank I'm not you. going to. But I'd love to fucking jeopardize your employment one day. Can you do that? Can you give me like a heads up where I can fuck it up? I'll give you two weeks' notice. Can you? Can can I fuck up uh, your career like, and not fuck up your pension? Like if you had like if you gave two weeks and then I was always like, okay, I'm gonna tell <laughs> everything about Dave now. I'll give you one day notice. Oh man, I can't wait till that day. <laughs> it's gonna happen, right? Like I'll get it one day. If yeah. I live long enough? One day. Fuck yeah. Your job sucks, man. I can't wait till you're done it. <laughs> like, I really, like, let's go do some crazy shit, man. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Fuck your family. That's not nice. What? Is what? Oh, I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> is that out loud? That was inner Pete. That was inner Pete. What does Dave do? Uh, Dave's a master of industry. Uh, I'm not allowed to talk about his employer's name, but he's a fucking big deal. Like, seriously, and, like, as far as, like, industry goes or manufacturing or whatever. He's a master. Like, um, Next topic. Hey, Jordan, you're in that industry, right? You're, like, fucking charters. He's a big deal, right? He wears a color hat that makes him, like, better than everybody else. <laughs> oh, you work for Willy Wonka? <laughs> yeah. I ride the elevator. And, like, people really care about it if they work where Dave works, but, like, we don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my two-time President's Club Dude, Awards. Like, man. nobody gives a shit about those. Yeah. Like they There's were when I was a banker. There's a glass on your fireplace mantle. Yeah, yeah. I have it up there by the bar. They're <laughs> fucking useless. Nobody gives a two shits about them. Two shits. But I, I've mentioned it every week. Anyways, you know who we should talk to is the Haitian Dwarf. HD. Yeah. He's been with us since the very beginning of the show, and he gave us some... He's back again. Let's hear the history. Not since Dumb and Dumber has the world experienced such witty banter huh. from Ooh. the HD. Wow. I think that's a compliment, Dave. <laughs> that's directed towards me and you. Yeah. Saying our, comic, our <laughs> comedic chemistry was as hilarious as that, that of Jim, Jim Carrey and, and that other dude. Jeff Daniels. Who shit in the toilet. <laughs> All right? Thank you. 
Thank you, Haitian Dwarf. Yeah, that's a compliment. I'm glad to see we're on the mend in our relationship, that it's not just all uh, mudslinging anymore. Ups and and uh, I did miss one week of his feedback. <laughs> and it was basically saying uh, that uh, Joe, it was, a, it was a sarcastic thing. I'm, I'm summarizing this Haitian Dwarf, and I'm probably butchering it. But it was a s summary that Joe Botello uh, was um, shit. <laughs> Apparently. He said it more cleverly and in a different way, but that's yeah. what he was getting at. He's in that camp. Yeah, he doesn't care for Joe. <laughs> I think uh, that camp's getting to be kind of crowded. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you know what? Enough of this. Cheese, we have to talk to the cheese lady. And we're ending with the cookies. You know what? No, I'm stopping it. Before we do that, before we get to the cheese lady, let's talk about the greatest sponsor and all sponsors we have for this show, and that's our cookie lady, Susan B. While you play in Susan B's the theme song, Jane's gonna go around, passing around Susan Street. Make sure you get into the live studio audience. Wow, everybody hates cookies. This is gonna drop people in. Unbelievable. Make sure you get all the class. We love your cookies, we love them, Susie, Susie. Yeah, we love your cookies. A bum clat, ras clat, pussy clat, all the clats. We love them, Susie. Love the cookies, keep them coming. Yeah, we love you, cookies, and we love you, Susie. Susie, I hope you're watching <laughs> still. All right. These are like the homemade Oreos repeat oh, on repeat. the top five list. These are winners. You know, if Kevin, if Kevin like messed my show up every week and his mom still gave me these cookies, um, I'm going to tell you the truth, Kev. <laughs> you'd still have a, a you still have a role here forever. Thank you, Pete. Right, appreciate that. As soon as your mom stops providing these things, you're on fucking eggshells, brother. <laughs> Play nice. <laughs> <laughs> these are good. <laughs> All right. That's a good cookie. You know what? These are so good, and I know that the Big Dutch doesn't like when I eat cookies Hates on the it. air. Hates it. That might be a fight story. I'm going to tell you about the cheese lady. We're going to skip her this week. Cheese lady's out there listening. We love we love, uh, love their support for the show, but we don't have time this week. we got to get to our big game. Ryan, you still here? Hey. I'd like to invite hey. up to the stage for our final segment of the show. Ryan Vandenbush, everyone. Let's hear Now, Ryan, you still on a cookie, too? Oh, <laughs> Say hi to so Big Dutch, then. Say hi to Big Dutch. <laughs> he hates it. He's a big bruiser, just likes to punch cows in their tits when he hears us <laughs> chewing cookies, eh? He just sits there with a milker and just punches fucking There's teeth, fucking eh? Pete talking He's again like, with his mouth full. Don't talk with your mouth full! Just fucking <laughs> oof, oof in the gutter, you know? <laughs> right That's what gutter. my listeners do. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we got it out of our mouth now, Ryan. Ryan, now I want to tell you, because I know most of my listeners are probably going to tune into fight stories. 
to go check out the episode with you. And uh, they're going to hear all the great stories you told these two gentlemen on your, uh, on your episode of Fight Stories. Uh -huh. So when they're doing that, they're going to miss one story that these two gentlemen forgot to uh, get to, which was near the end of your career when you're playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They had just starting with the Rangers, with Gretzky and Messier. And here you are, in your last year in the NHL, you're playing in Pittsburgh with uh, Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby, right? Yep. Sidney Crosby's a uh, rookie year? His rookie year, yep. Yeah. Correct. And remember when they were pushing him around a little bit? Mm-hmm. And remember they said, uh, someone's got to teach this fucking kid how to fight? Yeah, who they could turn to, Ryan? That'd be me. That is right. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? No one's messed with Sidney Crosby since. Sidney Crosby's <laughs> won. He's won all his fights. That's right. <laughs> he got better. That, that guy's pregame uh, warm-up was tougher than my post-game workout. <laughs> and that's no lie. Like, and he's like 18. He, he was a, he's a machine. He's yeah. a he weapon. An absolute machine. The core and, strength. And, and I averaged probably four or five minutes a game at best, and he was averaging 27 minutes a game. And I was like, I didn't want to do his pregame warm-up because he's going to tire me out for the game. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're and I prided myself on being uh, being in good shape. Yeah, you were like the fittest yeah. guy in training right. camp most That's years. That's how you're fast in. it changed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Right. These guys were born with the yeah. fucking uh, uh, what is it the the nutrition right like the, the like we we were he was doing everything right right since he was a kid absolutely and we were not we were not <laughs> no from the close. day that I retired I only started doing things right off the ice is when I retired from hockey yeah right yeah I started eating better and taking care of my body a lot better. Yeah, remember, like, I have your jacket. Now, I guess you're training to be big, too, when you're in the, in the league, right? Mm -hmm. But I have a, a suit jacket of yours. It is a beautiful purple jacket. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you wore that Arnie. with the pants. You're, and yeah. your, your, your fellow players would call you Barney? Well, yeah, when I'd walk into the room, they'd start singing the Barney song. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I love you, you love me. <laughs> but that thing's massive. Even on yeah. me, I got it's like shoulder pads out like yeah. this. Like I mean, that, you'd be swimming yeah. in that jacket yeah. now, right? So I, I ate a lot of ice cream yeah. and and the shit food to be that big. And beer really. too, right? And beer, lots of beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bushy. I heard a thing uh, the other day on uh, Spit and Chicklets that it was Max Talbot, who I think was around the same time, yeah. and he was saying when you played that year, Sid, Sid's first year, uh, that it was like a country club there with Mario and. Was John LeClaire there too? Yeah, uh, Mark, Mark Recchi. Yeah, Mark Recchi. Yeah. And then when Sid came, like you'd have to go for a beer after the game, just have one, and then you could do whatever you want. Is is there truth to that? It was, you know, I, I played with a lot of these guys uh, the year before during a lockout year. I went down to Wilkes-Barre and, right. and worked with the younger guys, and uh, it was it was a really good group of guys. That's yeah. And uh, a good handful of those guys: Armstrong and Flurry and Scuderi and. Who else was there? Talbot. Talbot, yeah. Uh, so they were with a big team the following year, and we were all there. And, and I, the dressing room was the best part. These young guys were just so funny and just good to <laughs> listen to. But then we, then now we won the lottery with Crosby. Right. And, and they said that changed everything. And that changed everything because then that brought Lemieux out of retirement. Right. Wow. And so now we've got the owner of the team, the, one of the best hockey players in the world, in the dressing room and with all these young guys. And it He's just focused. it kind of fucked up the chemistry right. in the room, to be honest with you. I and that's, like that's what Talpa was saying was that when Sid came in. No, not in a good way. No, no, no we, sh so we shit the bed. But so <laughs> Lemieux coming in. It didn't help our team. Okay. Is yeah, there, is from 
Nah, that's my point. Well, that's interesting. No, like, as far as like separate the, the roles, right? It was going I know the other how the way. room was the year prior with these young guys that yeah, were yeah. just full of piss and vinegar, and they were just a blast to listen to in the room. Yeah, yeah. No, so they're sitting the across from their year, boss. Now they're in the NHL, and we got their boss in the room. Right. Interesting. Yeah, and yeah. It was just a. It wasn't the same vibe. Yeah, fuck player coach, he's player yeah. owner. Right. right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I have a question for you. Like we didn't we didn't get to this. You were a player coach for a year, weren't you? Or yeah, like New Mexico. New Mexico. What's that like being like a real life Red Dunlop? Red Dunlop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really was looking for a le- one of those leather jackets. I yeah. should have thought to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, yeah. Uh, oh, it didn't last very long. It was less than twenty games. Because I knew if I played more than 20 games, I wouldn't get like $35,000 in some sort of compensation. So I didn't have to keep that. So I packed it in. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Oh, that's good. So uh, in order to end the show, we have a, a tournament where we're going to determine the uh, eight toughest guys in the world. To be, so we, can, we have eight people that I put into this. These are Hollywood tough guys, right? Yeah. Now, uh, it's basically, it's not that uh, clever. It's basically the cl- the cast of the Expendables. You know? <laughs> it's not uh, very much different. Easy. <laughs> but what we did was we separated these gentlemen out. We put them in brackets, and I randomly shuffled it. It's been it was it was vetted by Steve. There, there was no monkey business in this ranking. I put a number behind each one of their things, and it, Stephen can put them in the uh, categories. Our first contestant, Vin Diesel. Oh. Vin Diesel will be facing in the first round Chuck Norris. <laughs> and the uh, second yeah, contest. Yeah, we know what happens there. Yeah, the second contest. Chucky shoots him. fucking cock that sucked. <laughs> we'll have The Rock, who looks surprising yeah. like Vin Diesel. Yeah. yeah. Both like bald penis heads. And Easy. Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for round two. Oh, yeah. In the third round of the competition, we have old oh, Sly, yeah, Sylvester Sly. Sloan, and Rambo Sly. And full Rambo Sly, but I don't know. Against Jason Statham. Now, we have to say this to begin with. Are we judging them by today's? No, prime. They're prime. Prime. I mean, prime. prime. For sure. Yeah, and the prime. real life person or the character? Character. The character. Yeah, character. What? Yeah, they're actors. Yeah. Yeah, they're characters. I know, but I wanted the real life. They're characters as a whole. Okay, cool. I'll, whatever the rules are, if everyone agrees. Right. Number seven. Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> I know he's been gone for a while, but kick your pretty fucking awesome. ass. Pretty awesome. And the last Schwar- one is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's pretty easy. Um, pretty easy? Yeah. First round, I think, is a slam dunk here. Yeah. Chucky's Vin moving Diesel. on. No question. There. Anybody want to yeah. go against Chuck Norris? No, You're no. a fucking fool. No one's going against he's Chuck. He's got a fist in his chin. Yeah, Vin Diesel would get crushed by Chuck Norris. He wouldn't even see it coming. Uh, <laughs> you can fight the winner. No, I'd say, yeah. Fight the winner. Yeah, right. he he the winner. <laughs> None of these pussies can uh, skate. <laughs> I got to ask you if I The Rock is fighting Dan Steven Seagal, round two, The Rock's fighting Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal's moving on. I don't know about that, man. The Rock is a fucking wrestler from a wrestling family who played fucking Division One football. Oh, yeah. he's, and he's got to he's have fucking 80 pounds on him. Now, Steven Seagal can take you down by touching a nerve in your <laughs> neck and yeah. looking at you all fucking creepy with his yellow sunglasses. My big problem with Seagal, and I love him so much, but he has been debunked. It's tough to, like... He's not really tough? No, he does that Aikido bullshit. Well, yeah. He does ponytail off. 
there goes the power, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No ponytail. He's fucking gone. He's not even on the fuck. I didn't know that. It is Rock prime. moves on. <laughs> the world yeah. fucking wrestling federation yeah. champ. Yeah. Come what on. about that knife Stuff. fight on the boat? Remember the knife fight with Steven Seagal on the boat? On your seat? Man, Steven you know Seagal. You know what real life Steven, Steven Seagal? Steven Seagal's fucking amazing in his movies, but I'm say, I'm saying like real life shit. I don't know. He's been. <laughs> but even <laughs> if we're judging character, The Rock the is rock. the fucking champ, man. I think that uh, I watched uh, the, the, uh, the speech one time uh, in Russia with. Uh, Putin. Yeah. And in the background, it's fucking Steven Seagal. Right. <laughs> I'm Steven, not even kidding. Steven Seagal, like, as you a can gun. look it up if no, you go to as watch. an action also hero, as officer. an action hero, Steven Seagal is my favorite. But I'm saying, like, he's been, you know, proven to be not as tough as he like blew it up to be. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It really upsets me. No yeah, pony, no power. I just love pony. You mean it's yeah. acting? Okay, round <laughs> round three, we have uh, Sly, Sylvester Stallone, full Rambo. Sly's S- running over this fuck. Against Jason fuck Statham. Fucking kidding me. Sly Stallone, no Jason Statham's the only real tough guy in the whole thing, I think. Just get rid of him. He eats shit that'd make a bagel. You're not beating Rambo. Get him off my fucking... Oh, man. Move Rambo down to the correct bracket, Steve. And then just move If he doesn't beat you with his fist... Schwarzenegger to round two. Fuck. Schwarzenegger is all oh, show no go. Rob Van Dam can do the splits. John John Jean Claude. Uh, what is it? Jean Claude Van Dam got pumped by. <laughs> yeah, you make a better picture. point. No, no. I don't even remember just this move, guy's name. Move Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Schwarzenegger can't do that. I used to be able to. No, I guess the goalie, and he can and dance. I punched a goalie yeah, from man. Oshawa from the bench. <laughs> No, yeah. I can't. All right, Schwarzenegger can move on. <laughs> Is that who wins? Yeah. Wow. I wouldn't. You think he wins against uh, I don't know. Jean Claude. Go Jean Claude. Of course. Fucking blood so sport, quick. man. He's awesome. Not so quick. He's what do you a think, fucking. West? He's a machine. He's a Terminator, man. Oh, Jean Claude. Jean Claude Van Damme versus Arnold Schwarzenegger in a fist fight. Van Damme's a yeah. boon boy. Yeah, Wes is going. The tiebreaker. Schwarzenegger. And Wes is my favorite, so it's Schwarzenegger. What, you're upset that I, that uh, Wes is my favorite, or that I go? <laughs> you get to know this guy. He's the best. Okay. All right, so now we're The Rock versus uh, Chuck Norris. To see who goes into the finals to face Ryan Vandebush. Chuck Norris. Honestly, you're never going to... If the rock, the rock also, he looks great. He's got rippling muscles. <laughs> Chuck Norris... Would Screw. fucking kung fu your ass off, man. He's a Texas Ranger, too. Yeah. Chuck Are you kidding and me? The, and the fucking owner of the Ab Rocket. <laughs> Anyone that goes against Chuck Norris is really going against... Like, Chuck Norris really is the Chuck. winner of the whole thing, in my opinion. <laughs> well, yeah, why are we even fucking doing this? <laughs> Right. Put Chuck Norris in the middle and have him fight right now. I, li- I like everyone right else. Right now. Oh, my God. And they kind of look the same. <laughs> Who'd beat Chuck Norris, honestly? Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee fucking broke his Not neck. Not now. He sucks when he's dead. <laughs> no, he'll come back. <laughs> what about Sly as Rocky versus Chuck Norris? Bruce Lee broke Chuck Sly as Rocky versus Chuck Norris as what? Uh, Chuck question. Norris. As yeah. Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris, everyday yeah. Chuck Norris? As Against Rocky? Yeah, I don't know. God damn it, that's a good fight. That's I would go fire. with. Uh, God damn it, I can't go. Braddock versus Rambo is a good fight, though. Rambo's got a gun in his hand. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Braddock. Braddock. Chuck Norris is, is, is also I think Chuck a Norris machine gun bullets. guy. There. Like, that's like a war. It's the Chuckster. Well, what we've really done is we've given everybody at home something to think about. <laughs> Right? They all they better fucking Can think Chuck long Norris and hard. Really beat the rock. They better think long and hard. No. Slide probably not. This. They're all old men now <laughs> except for the rock probably. I like your take on Fuck it, right? Who do you think should have been in that list that was left off that list? Fucking you think Dolph Lundgren. Tony Jaa. Oh, Dolph Lundgren. Tony Jaa. Huh? Frank the animal by Lois should have been on that. <laughs> Frank by Lois. I would love to see that. I want to do a, If you were to do a top eight all time fighter NHL bracket, like what we Bruce just did with Lee this. should have been in. And, uh, no, he's not in the NHL. Bruce Lee oh, sucks. Oh, NHL. Weak fuck. ankles, man. Asians can't skate. He Paul just Korea shot even make it. Paul Korea. Paul Korea is the only one. I'll say a name that you never heard of probably, but his name is Steve McLaren. He's a tough guy in the American Hockey League, the Always Hungry League, and that yep. guy was. Fucking uh, tough. Yeah. Steve McLaren. What was his background? Uh, came from an Ontario boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, just threw a hard, hard right and left. He could switch mid fucking throw. <laughs> he was tough. Many years in the AHL? Many years in the AHL. Yeah. Yeah, those, those guys uh, are tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you that story about my guy who is like uh, my, my favorite fight story. Um, he was a goalie in Sault Ste. Marie, and then uh, he would uh, he um, was playing. He got traded to a native team, right? So it's all native except for him. He's the goalie. He's playing goalie. It's his all native team. Yeah. So like when he had a good game, they were kind of nice to him. But when they had a bad when he had a bad game, they would like fucking just ridicule him, call him like snowflake. Uh, you know, like you white piece of shit. You know, you just sieve. You well, know, the whole team is native. The whole team is native except for him. So they're like, they're so mean to us, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're playing this game, and uh, Todd's like fucking. He's fuming, playing goal, right? And is uh, and so um, someone skates past his crease, and Todd fucking just swings his stick at him, and you know, like gets a penalty. Two minutes for you, you know, goalie. And then uh, next guy skates by. Todd does it again, you know, like. Fucking wax him with a stick. And then two minutes again, all of a sudden the captain of the team, Rudy, you know, goes to have a chat with the, the coach, comes back to tell Todd, he goes, Hey, Todd, coach says cool it. Right? Coach says cool it. Right? <laughs> Todd, that was enough to set him right off. <laughs> fucking uh, the captain of his team goes to line up at the blue line. Uh, Todd skates out and fucking drills his captain in the face <laughs> and uh, uh, like uh, takes his face mask and like bloodies his whole face up and like the whole team's got to pull Todd off of his, uh, his, his own captain, you know? And he's just beating the shit out of him, right? And so Todd got uh, traded after that game, right? He, they didn't <laughs> want him on the team anymore. And uh, so his parents, who had been supportive of him his whole life, uh, they... They had to bring him, he got traded, he got to play on another team, and there was their first game going back to the reserve to play the native team, and Todd had to go play his old team, and his parents had been to every one of his hockey games, like, since the beginning of him playing, and they drove him up to the, uh, the door of the arena, and they just opened the door, and they're like, get your equipment and get out of here. You made your bed, and I'll go sleep in it. Like, and <laughs> Todd said he had to walk in the arena with his own equipment and look around at all, like, all these people that were on his old team before, 
a few of them who he punched in the face who he hated. And they're just like, you're going to fucking die, man. You're going to fucking die. (laughs) I fucking love Todd. (laughs) Yeah, Todd was a beauty, man. Todd's the best. Anyways, guys, I want to thank everyone for listening live from the Dutch Hall. You've been great for, especially for the ones that have stuck around, T-Mac, Daddy. Jordan, we always love having you around here. And uh, Marcy. And uh, if you guys would like to send us some feedback, please go on com or you can follow us on the socials. You can do it when we're playing out right before. Yeah. But you, uh, <laughs> you guys have all heard about Little Johnny, haven't you? Wait, one moment. One everybody, moment. Everybody know we're going to sign off, and then Paul's going to tell us a joke before we get out of here. But if, uh, if you want to, follow us on Facebook and Twitter and all that bullshit. It's Dutch Hall or at Live from the Dutch Hall. Other than that, we will see you in TCU next Thursday. After Paul's done this joke, the knockout is to play out. Yeah.